Welcome to Disney Channel Discourse, everyone. It's been a long journey, but we have arrived at the finale of the High School Musical Podcasting Series, part nine of nine. And for this grand finale, I've decided not to ramble on and on to myself for over an hour. There is not one, not two, but three of us here today to close out High School Musical 3, finally completing the uh, the other end of the podcasting crossover after like three and a half months. It's Alana Feynman and Kimberly Merritt from TVTV. Hello! Applause. Applause track. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We are very happy to be here. Thanks for having I'm us. I'm the happiest. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Is it a, is it a race? Is it a competition? <laughs> yeah, well, I know, I guess probably soon after you guys found out I was doing a high school musical podcasting series on, on Disney Channel Discourse, one of you like messaged me like, we'll come on, we'll come talk about high school musical. We love high school 100%. musical. 100%. Yeah, I was going to say 100% was a lot of. Okay. <laughs> it's me. I guess before we start talking about the movie, uh, I know you are both uh, a certain amount of years older than me. Not sure exactly how many. Six, seven. That range. Oh, seven. That, in that <laughs> In that range. Okay, so anyway, I was like, I was four years old when the first High School Musical, High School Musical came out. I was six when I saw the third one in theaters, and I still, which I still remember very vividly. Uh, so what were your experiences with this, this trilogy as they were coming out? Well, it's been a journey, let me tell you, Alex. Um, I think it, the first one came out when we were in maybe fifth grade. Yeah, I th- 2006. So we would have been uh, end of fifth grade entering sixth grade. And I, for a really long time, was one of those bitches that thought it was cool to not like things. So when everyone else liked High School Musical, I was like, I hate it. And Zac Efron is ugly and everyone is untalented. It's the worst thing in the world. Um, And I maintained that for a pretty long time. I'm not entirely sure exactly when I I would say, don't dare ask her about Um, leggings in high school. Yeah, I just, you know, I have always had hard opinions on things that don't matter. (laughs) Uh, which is why I started podcasting. Um, but I have done a pretty serious switch over the years, which I think is just to mask the fact that I did like it and didn't think that I was allowed to like it because that wasn't cool. Um, back when like hipster culture was really having a moment, you know? I don't super remember. I know when I know in the first one, I I liked it, but I know I was also on the same page with you about Zac Afron, where I was like, he's not even singing. He's not even like, because they did that thing in the first one where they meshed like Drew Seeley. I'm sure you've talked about this, Drew Seeley and Zac Afron. I'm like, he's not even singing. And like the, the singing is bad. So like, I know because I do theater. <laughs> <laughs> Me, an intellectual. Yeah. I, but I, I feel like now though, at this point, like, Mo- the majority of people be like, oh, High School Musical, that's stupid. That now it is the counterculture to actually like High School Musical. Whereas 10, 15 years ago, it was the other way around. Well, it's also just like objectively good. Dang, High School um, Musical I think it's teen years of course, old. Of course. Like almost. Oh. Almost 15. Kimberly, uh, re- correct me if I'm wrong, but I have a pretty strong memory of you and I seeing it in theaters together and us being the only ones in the that theater. That probably tracks. That, that is probably true i do recall like getting up in the aisles and like running around because it was only us i think it had been in theaters for like a little too long and everyone else had already yeah. seen it so we were like last in line yeah um, i do have that fond memory oh, it was fond. um i do i do firmly believe that this is one of the few franchises in the whole world where each sequel gets better i think that they're all good but i do think that the third one is the strongest 
most people disagree with you on that. A lot of people think Musical 3 is the worst. I disagree. Uh, because, yeah, I don't... I have a really hard... Number 2 is definitely my favorite. Number 2 is my favorite, Number 3, too. I think, really... But I think, with, especially because Mr. Fulton, who definitely should have made a cameo in Number 3. But anyway, Musical 3, I feel like... Because a lot... The plot, I think, is a lot weaker. Whereas, like, I think the music is probably the deepest in Number 3. The strongest from, like, top to bottom. And I think, the, obviously, the, the budget was a lot bigger. The production's a lot bigger. But the storyline is just so, like... It's especially the ending part, which is what we're going to talk about the last half hour or so. It's total chaos and nonsense. And whereas the other movies, it was there was some chaos and nonsense, but it was a little bit less so than number three. There is something to be said in that. I have learned uh, as of late in my journey with my Broadway podcast that I do is that I can very easily forgive a weak plot for a lot of spectacle. Um, a big mm-hmm. dance break is enough to sway me. Um, just the presence of I want it all is enough for me to be like, this is the best movie of the three. So yeah, totally understand. There's merit in what you're saying uh, for sure. As we're recording this, uh, my first High School Musical 3 episode, part seven, isn't out yet. Uh, this is actually the farthest in advance from recording an episode. This is my first episode of 2021 is when this is coming Ooh, out. Oh, wow. I'm honored. Yeah, we made it. We are speaking into the future. So we are, where we are picking up from is I was just telling both of you the timestamp on Disney Plus, one hour, 27 minutes, 55 seconds, uh, where we see Sharpay backstage doing her warm-ups for the show, her stretches, and her phone rings. Her ringtone is the the instrumental track of Fabulous. Which, and uh, Troy's is Get Your Head in the Game, and Gabriella's is You Are the Music in Me. Fun details. Aww. She's talking to uh, her one of her parents, her dad or her mom or something. She's like, oh, how is Africa? Oh, I mean India. And then Jimmy walks over to her. Uh, since he still thinks, because Troy told him earlier on that Sharpay has a crush on him, has a crush on Jimmy, because Troy was just getting annoyed by him pestering him so much. So Jimmy's, you know, who's like three years younger than her, walks over to her like, hey, you know, I feel like we know each other. And she basically hates his cologne and sneezes and runs away. And then here's here's where Jimmy gets a text from Troy. And his ringtone is a clown horn. It's like, burr, burr, or something like that. <laughs> and then Troy, beep, beep. <laughs> Which I think is very poignant who his character is like a clown car or something <laughs> and the te- the text which he like tosses his phone to his, his friend donnie says been driving all night i'll try to make it for the second act break a leg all right so i know on your podcast you have usually when you wa- finish walking through an episode of a show you have minutes and i uh more i what i prefer to do is to stop in the middle of what i'm talking about and break it down and i have Love i definitely that. have one right here all right Okay, so I've never really done that much theater. I've never really done much theater. And I'm pretty sure both of you have. So I'm really glad to have you on for this part of the movie specifically because there are, like, so many things that happen during this final show that just, like, that's not how it works. Like, first thing, if Troy can't make it in time for the show and his understudy has to go on for him, he should tell the teacher, right? And not Jimmy directly? So, yeah. um, As a stage manager in particular, that is my other profession. Um, This is a stage managing disaster. Um, (laughs) This show should not have even started because this stage manager, who I'm pretty sure was sitting in the audience with Miss Darvis, if I'm not mistaken, the guy with the headset, 
hard pass. He needs to be either backstage or he needs to be up in the booth running the lights, calling the cues. This show should not have even begun without the stage manager making sure that all of the actors were in place. The fact that it just began without anybody ever knowing is a disaster. A lot texted me. She was like, she's like, is that the stage manager in the audience? Oh no. That's a hard pass. So you're correct that there are about five people that Troy should have told before just telling Jimmy directly. <laughs> All right. Short also, <laughs> uh, the, the timeline, the timeline with this, uh, I, I talk about timelines often. In High School Musical, it's very clear cut, like exactly what days things are happening on. Less so in Musical 2, even less so in Musical 3. Because here, so we have, um, I talked about this last week how so troy uh, you might recall drove in his truck from albuquerque to stanford to meet gabriella on prom night and it takes him two days to drive there because it's, it's like a 16 hour drive or something so i guess he like took to, and stopped on the way and prom is also two days before the show first i don't know why but it, it's two days before the show <laughs> and so we're supposed to believe troy made it from albuquerque to stanford in two days to meet gabriella and i guess maybe they left to go back to Albuquerque for the show. They left like the next morning, but now two days isn't enough and they aren't able to get back in time. Yes. So as someone that has regularly made the drive from San Diego to Seattle, which is about 18 hours, that is like normally I take two days, but that's because I like to sleep and I like to split up the time. If this was like a time crunch, they absolutely could have made it. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, and, well, it's funny because I was thinking, I was like, why is prom and, like, their last musical so close together? But then that totally happened in our high school. I think, like, our prom was, like, right after the musical or so. Or it was, they what? were intertwined. All I remember, I don't know if it was a rehearsal or a show, but all I remember is I had, to, I got my nails done for prom. And then I think it was, like, a dress rehearsal and I broke one of my nails and had to get, like, emergency nail kit for prom because prom was the next day well also so it's prom and then the musical right yeah which means we yeah. assume that prom happened on either a friday night or a saturday probably a saturday which means that this is a monday night show like which is <laughs> yeah i talked about this also i talked about this last week i was trying to figure out like prom probably wouldn't be on a wednesday yeah. right? i don't think like i was i think i settled on prom is friday and then this show is like sunday I think yeah, that that's could, bold. a weekend show. Do they have that? It's bold of them to make them go to school on the day of prom. I assume that they had school if it was a Friday. Well, <laughs> that's no, a bold move. Um, that that has happened at my mom's school. They they it depends. They've had prom on Fridays. It feels mean. Yeah, it does feel mean. It I'm really my, feels mean. My prom was like my prom was like three weeks after school was already done, and I honestly think that's the optimal solution. To all, all these all these conflicts. Yes, that does but, make but sense. Alas. I have yeah. a question. Um, is pro- yes? do proms exist in Canada? I never thought about that. Yes, yes, we yes they do. <laughs> they they do. It's not an American specific. I thought event. it was. Yeah, we have proms. No, well, we don't have like homecoming dances or anything. Maybe somewhere in Canada they do, but like that's just, like an American thing. That I honestly I didn't even realize it was real. I thought it was like just something in the movies until like two years. Oh, ago. Wait, oh no, it's super real. real. <laughs> Dancing okay. in, and ours were outside. So. Our dances were outside, which I'm surprised we didn't. This is gross. I'm surprised, like, we all didn't get some sort of foot fungus because, like, people would go, people would go on the dance floor, like, barefoot outside. 
and like would walk around school without shoes on. <laughs> we didn't go to school in like the jungle. No, we didn't. <laughs> but like, that's a lot of like feet con- touching a dance floor. I don't it was know. Like concrete flooring. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> If you survive the public bathrooms, I think you could survive <laughs> dancing on the same floor as someone Listen, else. Listen, Alana didn't go to the bathroom in high school. That is a true story. Yeah, yeah. I heard this story on your podcast the other day. That's yeah. why I brought it up. Secrets out. Um, uh, so- <laughs> public, I have a phobia of public restrooms. I've made a lot of progress over the years. Um, it's, Great. I've talked about it with my therapist. We're working through it. <laughs> Yeah, I never really minded public bathrooms. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm always, I try to expect the worst. And every now and then, there'll be one that really smells nice, you know, with all the, the soap in the urinal. Well, I guess you wouldn't know about that. But there's sometimes soap in the urinals, and, and it, it smells wonderful from time to time. So I guess that's a help. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's get back on track here. Uh, so the way Miss Darvis does find out that Troy's missing the show is not from Troy. It's because she happens to be walking by while Donnie just happens to be reading the text out loud. She's like, what? Give me that. And she starts panicking like, all right, uh, Donnie, you go tell Sharpay that Troy's not here. And uh, we'll try to, you know, I'll tell the orchestra or something. And Jimmy stops breathing. And Miss Darvis has a really funny line where she's like, give him the Heimlich. It's showtime. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so now's where the show starts. The show starts. Kelsey, um, everyone's favorite character, comes out on stage and takes a bow. And someone from the audience yells, go Kels! Which I really like. It's kind of kind of quiet. I'm glad that she's popular enough to have people doing that. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Of course. Everyone loves Kelsey. Everyone lo- Kelsey's everyone's favorite. Uh, honestly, one of my ideas, that because I, I have so many ideas for like, potential high school musical spinoffs that could have happened like 10 years ago but now it's too late and one of them is uh kelsey and ryan as roommates in juilliard and all the oh, adventures that they're i on. would watch that, that 100 i would watch that me too someone maybe someone could write a, like a, a musical about it like this takes place in in new york in 2008 with kelsey and ryan anyway <laughs> bring back Lu- lucas so, grabe yeah bring him back bring him oh he's my favorite i love both of them Anyway, so now the senior year spring musical starts, which is pretty much this little like 50 second song called Last Chance and then reprises of a bunch of other songs that have happened throughout the movie. Last Chance is it's nice. I like it. And then the Now or Never reprise starts. W-I-L-D, Wildcats, that whole situation. <laughs> and the funniest part that I think about this is that so like the cheerleader, right, Martha and the cheerleaders are doing their dance and the audience is like polite clapping. And then the boys come out. The basketball team comes out, the, the men, and immediate standing ovation from everyone in the audience. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I did make a note of that, that it is like a pretty instant, like, and we're, we're what, like a minute into the actual musical? We're already on our feet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was saying it's crazy how, how many people are at this show. Like, they filled a giant theater of everyone who's just like... Well, like, I have never seen so much school spirit out of a high school ever. It's because they stunt casted it with the entire basketball team. They put every popular person in this show. Yo, that is true. That is how we got people to our improv shows in high school. That did happen at our school. Our <laughs> improv team, which by which should normally be super lame and no one should care. Um, I think our senior year or junior year, the captains, as they were graduating, cast people that were not necessarily talented, but were popular. So they did fill mm-hmm. seats. They felt like the whole theater. Um, so it's, That's nice. it's a tactic that works. 
I also think, like, there was a whole thing, you know, in Musical 1, obviously, the whole idea was that the school is all divided into different cliques, like the sports kids and the theater kids and all these things, right? And now that, that Troy and Gabrielle have kind of, like, broken down the barriers or whatever, now all of a sudden everyone thinks theater is cool and everyone's going to be in the show and everyone's going to invite all their friends and family. And that's why the theater's all packed. Also, the bigger budget. They could hire way more people to, yes. to come watch. <laughs> Uh, it is a pretty cool idea of getting the entire, like, actual basketball team to just perform on stage as themselves. But, like, I wonder, okay, so was Troy was probably supposed to be in that song since he's on the basketball team, too. So why isn't Jimmy on stage with them? I thought he maybe was. I saw someone who was maybe, who at least looked similar to him, but he was in, like, the second or third row. Or he still might be in mm. shock, you know? So they might have said, you know what, we're going to adjust... Chad, it's all on you. We're going to wait till he... It's very yeah. possible that if they were trying to get him ready that fast, that uh, that they just uh, were like, okay, we're not we're not going to deal with that. Like being... Um, True, just adjust the spacing. Yeah, being like an understudy or swing, like especially if you don't know maybe the whole dance or something. I mean, obviously in like a professional show, like you're supposed to know it all, you know? But for whatever reason, if you get thrown in at the last second, like a lot of times they'll just be like, okay, you're not doing the dance. Just, <laughs> you know, for this show. Yeah, but Jimmy didn't even ask to be an understudy or audition or anything. Miss Jarvis was just like, you're here all the time hanging out, so you're an understudy now. And he didn't even know what it was, so True. Like, he, it shouldn't be his responsibility to have to learn anything. I mean, that's well, what's impressive is that he all that time went by and he didn't learn anything. And nobody was like, hey, can you pay attention to rehearsal today? Like, that's also what's shocking. <laughs> yeah, because you do yeah. just kind of pick up on stuff. Like I like I've been in in the situation that Jimmy has been in at least two times um, and and watching like being at rehearsals again, you do kind of just pick up on it on the show, you know, so it Granted is that you're paying attention. I assume he wasn't paying attention, True. but I can't believe that Miss Darbus or the stage manager, although the stage manager has proved that maybe they're not good at stage managing. That no one was like, hey, Jimmy, can you pay attention? Like, no one did any sort of discipline <laughs> to make sure that he was, like, with it. So so then what happens is Donnie, uh, who's basically just Jimmy's friend, goes into Sharpay's dressing room, because I, I guess he has some sort of job to do. And uh, he, he Sharpay tells him, like, oh, can you get Troy up here? And Donnie's like, hasn't anyone told you that Troy and Sharpay kind of just interrupts him? And Donnie was actually the one that was supposed to initially tell Sharpay. Like, that was his job. Miss Jarvis was like, all right, Donnie, you go tell Sharpay that Troy's not here. And Donnie didn't even realize that was his job. She was just like, Sharpay, hasn't anyone told you? <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, oh, go away, go away. So obviously that's building towards the moment where Sharpay's going to kind of fall flat on stage in a couple minutes. So it then we have like, the, um, the sorry, I Want It All to, reprise. Not to interrupt, but wouldn't yeah. Troy have, like, been on stage if he had been there? Why would he have time to come into the dressing room and practice the scene? Is she... Is there no loudspeaker in her dressing room that's letting her know what action is happening on stage? Does she have any idea? Is she going to miss her cue? That was, that's a detail that's not important. But like, why would he have time? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sharpay just doesn't think about anyone else. True. Like, I don't care if Troy's on stage. He's going to come that's here that. now to see me. Ha ha ha. True. True, true, true. Uh, answering question, answering the big questions here on Disney Channel Discourse. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's the I want it all reprise now. 
which is significantly worse than the original, of course. It's it's Ryan and a bunch of other dancers. And the, so the Juilliard people who we didn't even mention, like the Juilliard scouts who are in the audience of this high school play, are watching there in their reserved seats, right? Deciding who's going to get the scholarship. And they make it look like they don't like Ryan, like a little misdirection. One of them's like, he's the choreographer. And like the, the woman has like this disgusted face, which I don't understand. <laughs> have, have we touched on how unrealistic that Juilliard part is? Have we touched on that? Um, well, I mean, I, how unrealistic, which part of the fact that they would decide immediately, like at the show. I couldn't with that. We're, is, yeah. <laughs> it's probably the, it's the most outrageous to me. Yeah. But. That and like the likelihood, I mean, I really, the likelihood that they're scouting like four kids from the same school, but you know, I, I'm not 100% on Juilliard's admissions, but it's just a little, a little. Well, also that they're scouting at, uh at the same high school that appears to do only like original work yeah so it's not like they did like a really good production of like lame is or something that's well known that would send them to like the national jimmy awards like there's nothing about this high school that would ever indicate that they do anything noteworthy yeah now here's the thing with that here's the thing with that is that kelsey is clearly a musical prodigy because she wrote so many of these great songs, right? In the span of like a couple months for her. So like, she clearly deserves Ryan also like, I'm, I'm not familiar with choreography stuff, but he seems pretty good at it to put it all together. Like they did all the work and I mean, Troy and Sharpay less so, but like just to have those two there. And if Juilliard, you know, finds out about them somehow, like they submission, I don't know if they see, videos or whatever but if they see wow these two children are incredibly talented and they should maybe be considered for our school then like you know i think i i suspect a little disbelief and even troy honestly like it's because i mean because miss darbus did send in that application so she could write a great letter of recommendation and be like oh look he was in this he was in that and also he can learn any song in like five seconds which is a remarkable gift so, that is also true, but I find him and Gabriella to be of pretty much equal talent. So it's interesting that they only gave it to him, and that Miss Darbus was like, "Who cares about Gabriella? She's got enough stuff." Well, I guess she had stand. Well, and also the ironic <laughs> part here is uh, Juilliard does not actually have a musical theater program. That's yeah, hilarious. yeah. <laughs> and U of A doesn't actually exist. Yeah, U of A doesn't exist, and Juilliard <laughs> doesn't have a musical theater program. Also. Again, Incredible. like, they probably wouldn't have flown out to Albuquerque. <laughs> they would have said, send us a video. <laughs> like, Or, like, fly to us. Like, for yeah, they're, they're not giving you that much time. I only, I only yeah. know all this yes. because I went through the audition process for musical theater school. So <laughs> they don't care that much. All these really weird things that would never happen in real life. Uh, I don't know if you have you watched High School Musical, the musical, the series. I have. I not. sure have. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, spoilers upcoming of the last two episodes of season one. Uh, that's when they put on the show, and all these things of like characters just like switching who's playing who halfway through the show, and like these talent scouts coming to watch in the audience. They. They like pay homage to all of that nonsense and like not telling the teacher things of like who's good about to be on stage, like <laughs> all of that. They just do it again, and I think it's kind of tongue in cheek. Like, well, we're just gonna do what they did in High School Musical three. <laughs> yeah, again, a stage management nightmare, a nightmare. <laughs> who's stage managing it? Who's in charge? Who needs to manage the stage? We don't need someone to manage the stage. 
Oh, man. It makes all, all the hairs on my neck stand up. It's just a safety disaster waiting to happen. She's going to fall fall over in a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, Sharpay's Just Wanna Be With You, her version, because she's, she's playing Gabriella now. So she walks out onto the, the little balcony. Well, she well Miss Darbus, she had been planning on playing Gabriella for, like, the weeks leading into this, because Gabriella was off at Stanford. So, like, Why we all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Hmm? I also have a question. Does this freshman honors program at Stanford exist? Because I feel like taking them out of high school is not a, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's insane. (laughs) Why would that be a thing? It's probably a metaphor for like moving on to the future too fast or something. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, you know one, one of those themes anyway so Sharpay singing and it's going like you know normally well like regular decent and then okay so here's the, this is one of the parts I remember like laughing at the hardest the first time I watched it when I was six because you know it's it's goofy <laughs> it's just it's just super goofy so like she's yeah. standing there and like so Troy gets his cue even if we're miles apart and Troy's supposed to jump out on stage or not jump, he's just supposed to probably just step out on stage like a normal person and sing the chorus. All I want to do that whole thing. But since Troy's not there and it's Jimmy replacing him and Jimmy, I guess, doesn't know his cue. So he actually, he doesn't jump out at the cue, but here's the thing. Okay. Well, that is that like, okay, that's realistic. What I don't understand is you probably know, listening to the song, It'll go, even if we're miles apart, da, 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 right? Leading into the chorus. That doesn't happen. The orchestra probably wouldn't realize that Jimmy wasn't going to come out. They would be playing, da, 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 bam. And Jimmy just wouldn't be there. And instead, that doesn't happen. Instead, it's just miles apart and like a hanging chord. And we don't hear anything. And and then when Jimmy does come out, after Sharpay sings miles and miles and miles apart a couple of times... Jimmy, right before he comes out, then is when we hear the da 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 then Jimmy jumps out. So it makes no sense. And the only explanation I think I have is that Jimmy or Troy actually had to press a button right before they jump out on stage. Like, all right, time to press my own cue. That, that, that probably never happens. So there is a universe where it's less crazy than you might be thinking. It could be that there was maybe some sort of like a line or line of dialogue or something where Troy was supposed to spark, was supposed to cue everybody. So it might be that it was written into the sheet music question mark to just vamp until like a certain visual cue happened. It's what stage managers use for certain like sound effects to call that the actor has to make some kind of physical thing that actors can cue the action. So it might be that that was what happened. He might have his own button to press. It might have been something like that, actually. It's not totally unheard of. Um, but they did, it was good for them to know to vamp for so long. Um, there's mm-hmm. merit to what you're saying, for sure. That's Kelsey's doing, who was like, dun, 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 like, you know, improvising on the spot. Conducting a band as like an, an 18-year-old. Yeah, conducting, I didn't realize until recently, is something that requires like years and years of grad school and a, and a PhD. So yeah. that is impressive. <laughs> well, like, okay, uh, so I was... Not Kelsey. A, you could conduct at like a basic level just by having a basic knowledge of rhythm and like reading music. Like the, the concert band I was in in high school, like every now and then a student would conduct and you could just like kind of wave your arm a little bit with the baton and get the job done. But like at an actual, you know, advanced level, there's there's a lot more to it than that. But, but Kelsey's doing a great job. Yeah. 
She earned that scholarship, man. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm so glad it went to the right two students, and and they weren't like Troy. Right. Now you have right. Anyway, because then he uh, would have like turned it down. It would have been a whole thing. Yeah, uh-huh. disaster. Yeah, the movie was already uh, almost too long as it is. Anyway, so Jimmy yeah. comes out in this like costume. I guess he's wearing like three scarves and this weird <laughs> this weird top hat. Just making Not a total Troy's joke costume. Out of it. Not Troy's costume. And I have in my notes, this is the only good thing Jimmy ever did. I honestly, like, I hate Jimmy the whole time. The whole time up until this point of the movie. I, I'm not a fan of him, but it was all worth it, I think, for this payoff. <laughs> it was, he did make a really strong comedic choice. And I wish Sharpay had, like, yes-anded him a little better. And they could have turned it into, like, a comedy number. And I was kind of hoping that she would have one of those revelations that often happens in a high school theater sitcom where they set out to do something that is super like serious and meaningful, but the audience laughs. So then they like own it and they're like, I am actually a brilliant comedic actress. I was kind of hoping she would do that, but she couldn't yes and him for just one goddamn second. <laughs> I'm so glad you pointed this out because so, so many people... Uh, say like, oh, Sharpay should have had the scholarship. Sharpay doesn't. No, she didn't. No, she she was the worst out of the four by far. Because like, yeah, if, if she were a good actor, she would be able to improv her way out of it. Yeah, she would, or at least not visibly be disgusted and annoyed. Like she has to be like, all right, time to you know to adapt to the situation while I'm performing on stage instead of like acting all grossed out. Like my life is ruined. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how I feel about Sharpay in that moment. Agreed. Um, I do, well, I think it might be jumping ahead a little bit, um, about how when Troy and Gabriella do come back, they just repeat the whole number. Like, I was under the impression that the, the song was over and they had completed it, and that's why she went off stage. And then they jump on stage and they just do it again. Here's what I think of that. Here's what I think about that one is, um, so that is like right when Troy and Gabriella show up, but Jimmy and Sharpay just did like the first verse and chorus and then Sharpay ran off the stage and then okay. Troy and Gabriella switch spots. And now all of a sudden Troy is playing himself and Gabriella is playing herself and they just switch roles halfway through the song. And then Troy and Gabriella perform the like second verse, second chorus, and then bridge in the last chorus. So literally in the middle of the song is when they switched parts. And just for the rest of the show, they were like, cool, we're back. Yeah. And it's not explained that we see Sharpay again in a different role. And I just want to be with you when it continues. So Troy's like climbing that ladder, you know, like that green ladder on the side of the stage. And the Juilliard, yeah. the Juilliard folks are like, that is Troy Bolton. <laughs> he can climb like, you were late a <laughs> you couldn't even make your first cue <laughs> that's not the sign of a good disciplined actor mm -hmm. yeah, and well. also like why I understand that they wanted to like show off Troy but if Gabriella left I still don't understand why Sharpay wanted to be Gabriella well okay the explanation for that is Sharpay wants to sing Just Wanna Be With You because apparently it's like the best song that Kelsey's ever written. And she's like, I've got to sing that song if I want a chance to get into Juilliard. So sure. that's why she, so that, right? Yeah, I know. Honestly, Great. I mentioned this, I mentioned this in either last week or the week before that if Sharpay had spent her time instead of making these schemes, if she had spent that time practicing instead of, you know, figuring out Gabriella's downfall, then maybe she would have actually had a better chance of getting it into Juilliard. Right! Anyway. Right! <laughs> mm -hmm. uh. 
So when, when Troy climbs that, that ladder, I know earlier on in the movie when they're rehearsing this scene and he like swings his hand out and he has a green paint on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. When the paint is still wet. And in this show, every single time I watch this movie and he swings his hand out, I'm like, wait, why isn't his hand green? Because I've forgotten that at the <laughs> end it isn't green. So the fact that he was ever allowed on that set at all while the paint was wet, weak stage managing. <laughs> Alada, yeah. Alada has some some uh, issues with some weak stage managing. If the set is not complete, if it's if that's a safety hazard. If things are falling around while they are like up on that balcony, you need to hold the show. You need to get the actors off and you need to address that. They can get hurt. That is a problem. I can't stand for it. I can't allow it. Imagine High School Musical 3, but the plot is Troy falls off the wet ladder and breaks his arm and then can't play basketball. And then he like sues the <gasps> stage manager. Oh, no. <laughs> New- I bet his dad would sue the stage manager. Of New course. drinking yeah. game. I told you theater was ruining your life. That's what Coach Baldwin has said. I have a question again about Canada. Okay. What is the drinking age in Canada? Uh, It's 18 in, at least in Quebec. And I think most of the country it's 18. Okay. So I could, so, okay. So we're playing a a legal drinking game here. Um, Just take a drink every time the stage manager does something bad. Or every time we'd already be dead. I know. We had three, at least like two musicals to get through. It's a disaster. <laughs> disaster. Um, so, Just Wanna Be With You. Where was I? Okay, so actually, in this like reprise version of it in Senior Year Spring Musical, there's an extra bridge and an extra chorus of it that weren't on the like actual track from earlier in the movie. That was just like two verses and two choruses. I think it's cool. I think it's a lot better. Everyone's like walking out onto the fake balcony and showering Gabriella with hugs and love and affection and flowers since she's like everyone's favorite. And I think it's weird that like this wasn't the the closing number of senior year spring musical, but they still randomly have a night to remember come right after this. Feels kind of out of place. I agree. I also agree. Cool. We all we all agree. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. The, the night to remember reprise. Okay. 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 Here's what. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Smart. So, so um, okay. So you know. So this is where Tr is supposed to be playing Sharpay now, and they find out like oh, she's evil. I can't believe it. Apparently, just for I don't know. She's evil. Just evil. All right. And then Sharpay is like, I'm not gonna. So Sharpay puts on her Sharpay costume. Yeah, there are just two Sharpays on the stage. But my big problem with it is that earlier in this movie, they rehearsed a night to remember as a full cast thing everyone was in that number and they had that whole like fake limo and like the the you know the yeah. dressing room like getting ready go oh my and, god like, you're everything. right they rehearsed as a full cast and like the next scene ryan was like to kelsey like wait the prom number it's going to be a great show but now in the show it's just sharpay and tiara and these guys in suits what happened why why isn't anyone else in this like the way they rehearsed yeah something did not make something got left on it's the, the stage category. manager's fault again isn't it probably <laughs> No, it's probably not. I mean, I don't know what the revision process looked like. Something that this movie and also High School Musical 1 wildly underrepresent 
is uh, just how much work goes into writing and revising an original musical. Right. And all of the rewrites. Where's the script assistant? Honestly, that's probably the stage manager's job if they can't get a kid to be the script assistant. Who is tracking when scripts change? Is there even a script? Um, this it's is a songs. side note. but It's just songs. A lot of this musical felt like a really high budget like skit that the counselors would perform at like orientation or like the first day of summer camp because it is just like very specific to our community here. And I think that's maybe why the whole school's on board with it so much because it's just like something that we all know. And I think it's fortunate that they had a lot of money behind it. Have you Imagine the high school. Still, right? Imagine in high school, your drama teacher walks in and is like, everyone in the homeroom is going to be in the play and you're going to write all the songs and it's going to be about your lives specifically. And I'm not going to have to do anything. Yeah. So something does have like an orientation, like skit feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget where I was going with this. Um but it, that's part of why, like, maybe we can just, like, leave it on the cutting room floor because they have no one in place to be, like, let's work out, like, the script. We're all just, like, getting together and, like, improving and just, like, devising together and seeing what the fuck comes out. You know? There seems mm. to be no sort of actual, I mean, like, written material here. So that was a little bit what our senior musical was, except for we didn't write the songs. But I did end up writing the script for our senior year, which was kind of a musical review. Um, So that has happened. Uh, But second, I had a second side note about something. And it's going to now it has poofed out of my brain. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. Disaster. Oh, no. Tragedy. Just to give a little context about the story Kimberly just told. um, We went to like a public high school. And when we were... Right before we got there, when we were, like, eighth grade about to go to high school, um, it was, like, a very thriving uh, drama department with a really qualified, talented person in charge of it. And then we got there, and they uh, Everyone retired. Him. Everyone, Everyone retired, retired in the same and year. He, he was replaced by just, like, an absolute garbage teacher who knew nothing about drama. And then by the time we got to senior year, the drama program was almost cut completely. So there was zero budget. And then I think the year after we graduated, they cut it entirely. And then there was no drama department. And now I think it's back to a thriving drama program, though. I think they, like, had an after-school program. And now I think it's come back. So good for them. But part... So the context is that when Kimberly was in the senior year musical, there we had to, like, put it together. We didn't have money to, like, purchase rights for anything. So it was just, like... Let's take any musical theater songs. We'll call it a cabaret. We'll get two hosts, and they have to write all of the dialogue <laughs> in between. And that <laughs> was like me. a fake show. It is the opposite of what occurs in High School Musical three. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is you can't afford a green ladder that. You'll slip oh, on absolutely and fall off of. not. No. Okay. Oh, absolutely not. I don't right. think there was even a set. <laughs> <laughs> just a stage, or just a floor. Oh. I remembered what I was going to say. Okay. Have either of you seen the SNL skit with Zach Afron about High School Musical? Yes. Yeah, yes. where he comes back and he's, it's a graduation and it is like they make fun of it. Like they're in just their own High School Musical bubble where everyone does every single activity. And Zach Afron comes back as Troy Bolton and he's like, guys, I have to tell you, no one sings outside of East High. 
everyone thinks I'm real weird. And that's what it reminds me of what you were talking about. Yeah, even in, like, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, I was expecting it to, like, be within, like, the the musical theater type of universe and have these kind of song and dance numbers, but they there weren't. It was just like a, <laughs> a normal movie. It was very sad. There were a couple songs and it's a, it's decent, but like it doesn't really measure up at all to, to these movies. I said, what a waste of Ashley Tisdale to do that whole movie and then not even have her sing in a role that's known for singing. Oh, well, well, she did sing. She, there are songs in it, but it's, it's not like, uh, you know, these non-diegetic songs, like we're all in this together or anything like it's like performances and stuff. I don't think I've ever seen Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, come to think of it. I don't think it. I have either. Here I am shitting on it, and I've never even seen it, I don't think. I feel like <laughs> you, you watch would it. have seen it, though. I probably should. <laughs> That's it's, very it's okay. up your alley. <laughs> it's okay. I used to be like, oh, it sucks. They should have been the But, like, I've kind of come around on it a little bit. Like, it's a it's a decent spinoff. It's okay. not, not as good as the other 10 spinoff ideas I've had in the past couple weeks, but it's okay. I believe that. Listen, <laughs> I am into the Kelsey Ryan thing. I'm very yeah. into that. I'm less... Oh, into the... the never mind. The I spinoff. See, the spinoff. Oh, yeah, the into spin-off. the spinoff. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. into that. <laughs> uh-huh, of course, of course. A platonic spinoff. Um, yes, also, platonic when, spinoff. Yes, exactly. Um <laughs> And uh, also another one where like Jason goes to film school, and another one all about it's all about Mr. Fulton. All these great ideas I have. Jason anyway. goes to film school. Well, because well because it worked this out. He says gonna make some motion pictures, and they never revisit that how Jason likes to make movies. So I was like, but Jason in film school, whatever. Anyway, I'm into that. Jason yeah. went to film school in Paris. I don't know. Why. <laughs> I don't know why. He would Paris. probably go to like. Uh, USC, yeah, you know? <laughs> University of Southern California, yeah. UCLA, something True. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actor who plays Tiara, Gemma McKenzie Brown, I think was like fourteen or something when this was being filmed. No yeah, way. I, yeah, she, she was looks like, I, like twenty at least. I think she, I think she was like almost ten years younger than Ashley Tisdale or something like that. Anyway, uh. So what I was going to say is that I used to be really annoyed by her British accent in this song, like where she sings it in the, the Unite to Remember reprise until I learned it's a real accent and I kind of felt bad. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's uh, America. <laughs> speak English. Anyway, I will say, uh, speaking of like the old, the how old people are, um, Monique Coleman, I think was at least 26, like filming it. And she looks 26. I just had to get that out there. Yeah, she was, I think, 26 or 27 by the time the third one came around. Almost as old as Jason Earls was when Hannah Montana started, but not quite. (laughs) Yeah, so she was, because I looked it up, she's 40 now. So she was like 25, 20. No, she was older than when the... Oh, she was, she would have been like 27 or like maybe even almost 28 when Musical 3 came out. Yeah, I would say almost 30. And no offense, she looked that old kind of yeah how dare she look her age (laughs) the thing though with like uh these like 20 something actors playing high schoolers and like even jason earls playing jackson like i didn't know what a normal 16 year old was supposed to look like so i was like all right i guess that's what you look like when you're 16 and now as i watch it and even though i know they're like in their 20s or 30s in jason earls case it's like oh like it's hard to undo that and be like oh i guess they look 30 because in my mind like that's still what you look like when you're 16 17 18 years old 
Yeah, because that's what you watched when you were six. I get yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> so so Sharpay and Tiara have this like stupid like stage fighting scene, and then Ryan pushes a button that drops them beneath the stage, and that's pretty much the end of the show. Uh, not not the movie, but I... of the show. So again, if they had any like improv skills at all, they could have turned this into like a really intentionally funny number. Like it was funny because we knew that it was wrong. But, like, they could have totally made something out of that. I wish this had happened earlier so they could, like, work it into the script. I think that would be a really funny plot twist to throw in there. Also, another yeah. stage managing flaw. Isn't that terribly dangerous to drop them beneath the... Yes! <laughs> Troy should not have the ability to operate that button. That should that be a Ryan. button that happens that... He, whoever did it, <laughs> an actor should not have the ability to press that button. It should have been the assistant stage manager off stage who was in charge of that. Or like a stage crew member that was only cued by the stage manager who gave the cue at the right time when everything was clear and safe. But it, yeah, it looked bad. Like, <laughs> no, I think, I don't think that was part of the thing. I think they just decided to drop him. No, bad. <laughs> Wrong. I just very need, dangerous. Like I know it's dangerous. I just need you to say it. So bad. <laughs> so bad. That would get an actor in like a professional setting like kicked off the show. That Fucking was the same day he received the scholarship, Ryan. He received the scholarship like two minutes later after pulling that. <laughs> Can you imagine like if you weren't familiar with like the parameters of how of like the dimensions of that trap door and if people had been dancing and he had hit the button and they like fell th- like bones could have been broken if the two of them were not exactly placed perfectly on the center of that thing legs could have been broken that's how Adina such a Men- problem that's how Dina Menzel broke her rib like years ago in Wicked was through Ryan Evans sabotaged her no, but but she went through a trap door the wrong way and broke her rib. Oh, that's too Disaster. bad. Disaster. Oh, that's too bad. So anyway, uh, I hope she's feeling better. I hope I hope she's feeling better. I hope she, her rib is healed. She's uh, fine. So- I saw her like a couple years after in concert. She was okay. Yeah, my parents went to see her in concert too a couple years ago, and they they liked her. My dad actually, I think he's like a couple years or like. I don't know. He's a few years older than Adina Menzel, but she went to the same summer camp that he went to like five years after. So he's always talking about how like he met her at summer camp, even though they weren't there at the same time. Anyway. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, so now it's time for the we're all in this together graduation mix. Uh, I'll, I'll reiterate once again, the greatest anti-capitalist song of all time. Uh, but what I don't understand <laughs> What I don't understand is why the musical is the time where they announce where everyone's going to school. Like, it would make sense if, like, everyone's decisions were actually made by this point. And it's like, we're, here's a, like, mock fake stage musical graduation. And it's like, Taylor's going to Yale. Congratulations, Taylor. But you have Troy actually, in real life, announce to everyone, like, all right, Troy, tell everyone where you're going to school because no one knows except for you. In real time, how how humiliating, you know? What if he didn't have the decision yet? What was he going to say? What if he was like, I've decided to take a gap year? Also, what if he had gotten the scholarship? He would have found out right then. Yeah. If he had, yeah. like, already had his choice. And then they were like, by the way, you also got a full ride to the most prestigious art school in the country. What say you now, you know? I, I've chosen basketball, but I've also chosen theater. Wow. So... so- I was going to say, I have several. This is a conversation Kimberly and I have been having since 2008. 
what Kimberly is about to say. (laughs) Is it about Berkeley? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Berkeley, Berkeley is not a place you go for basketball or theater. And it's also a hard school to get into. So I don't know how he just, like, decided he was going to Berkeley. Like, well, I mean, I guess, no, maybe maybe they do have a better basketball team than I'm giving them credit for. I think, actually, they do have a good basketball team. Um, but I think it, they do now. I don't think they always did. Yeah. it's. I think it's definitely, like, a more prestigious school for bats. And Berkeley is a good school. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, Alex. Go Alex ahead. had My, his hand raised. I know. I saw your hand. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is your it's podcast. It's all right. I was just going to say, if Berkeley does have a good basketball team, then five foot eight Troy Bolton would probably not actually be getting into there. Or is something that, like, I feel like no one ever really discusses how Troy Bolton being five foot eight is never going to go anywhere in basketball. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much, it's brought him this far, but it's probably gone as far as he can go. So that, 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 that's just what I was going to say. And obviously, like, we talk, Juilliard doesn't have musical theater. U of A doesn't exist. These are fictionalized versions of these schools. Stanford doesn't have this freshman honors program. It's all just made up. <laughs> it's all just made up. True. Yeah. So what I think, and also, like, I understand, like, how did Troy just decide to go to Berkeley? I think it would have been a lot better to have them at least mention Berkeley at some point before now in the movie. It just comes out of totally out of nowhere. The whole time Troy was like, you know, I'm talking to other colleges, but the only names we ever hear are U of A and Juilliard. It would have been nice to see like a bunch of other pamphlets, like I don't know, Berkeley and maybe like a couple other schools a bit before like the end. Yeah. I mean, I think Berkeley ends up being the choice just to hammer home the fact that it's closer to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I tell... I tell, I'm not, I'm not a college counselor. My mother is though. Uh, I tell the kids I work with, you can't go, you can't stop your dreams to go with your boyfriend. Um, but that's just me. I mean, but it's supposed to be cute. I get it. I think that, well, the more I'm thinking about it, it sounds like if uh, Berkeley is a school that is not strong in either basketball or theater, and we've established that Troy is not really talented in either category, it might be that it's actually the perfect fit for him because there isn't a lot of competition and he's going somewhere that was that where he had the talent to get into both. I was gonna say, but are his grades good enough? Like you also have to be that's that's like the like you don't necessarily go for those things, but you also have to be very smart still to get into Berkeley. And I might be like shooting off my mouth like maybe maybe and maybe i'm just thinking more musical theater because i I know that berkeley doesn't have a musical theater program so maybe i think they have a good theater program because i definitely just knew someone that went there for for theater um but yeah i guess what i'm saying is you don't go there for musical theater i think everything i've said just might have been disputed (laughs) well i was gonna say i don't think we ever get any information about troy's grades and as we've seen from the past three movies, he does have a very rich extracurricular life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think like he has so if several we're, if leadership we're saying, roles. Yeah. If we're saying like oh, Troy will never, you know, play basketball at a high level because he's too short. Yeah. All right. Fine. But like he is still like pretty good at musical theater, I think, or at least we're supposed to think that. So like it does make sense that he would, you know, get into a school, even if the program is somewhat strong and i think really what we're supposed to be seeing is like kind of the same idea 
as in high school musical where it's like why do i have to pick just one i can do everything it's like the same thing again True. and i can also be near gabriella which like 32 miles in isn't really like close i'm not sure if that relationship's gonna last a couple months into college but but whatever they're trying they're trying at least i know I'm, do i sound like such a pessimist right now <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like they're not gonna last <laughs> well statistically they probably aren't yeah statistically well, but it can happen but they danced on the roof about how they're gonna stay together forever so it's, it's definitely gonna happen and it was pretty cute it is a pretty cute number <laughs> yeah it's pretty they do good dance nice so this is also well before actually before troy announces to everyone he's going to berkeley is when we find out kelsey gets the scholarship and then we then jason gets the like we don't even know if he's going to college because miss Darvish just said like congratulations you graduated and he starts you know jumping around in excitement and then okay so they, yeah, how he, come he got a free pass out of the college <laughs> question uh because i don't know he's go he's going to film school i don't know or maybe he's just gonna be <laughs> freelance freelance movie making and he's deciding not to go to college whatever anyway you know the actor who plays jason uh retired from acting at some point and he was like played professional hockey at a really low level ryan sandborn for like the salt lake musketeers or something like that i don't know sure <laughs> yeah that, anyway that's pretty irrelevant what i was gonna say is like the order live that your mr Jones... live your truth yeah exactly exactly <laughs> uh Ryan, not Ryan, Kelsey is the first student that Miss Darvis announces, and then it's Jason, and then it's Taylor. What order is this? I don't know. But, and then we find out, okay, Ryan also gets a scholarship. Yay! Because apparently the Juilliard people just, just like walked over to Miss Darvis at the end of the show and handed her an envelope, like, these are our selections. And but Sharpay's... also, if I'm not mistaken, the show hasn't really ended, right? Yeah. Like, it was like the last number of the show. I don't know when they would have Oh. At intermission, they were like, we've made up our minds. Yeah, we didn't even need to see Act 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Sharpay is going to U of A, which is something we had never heard about. And then that's when Troy says, I've chosen both. And and also here when he says this, I've chosen basketball, but I've also chosen theater. Immediate standing ovation and yelping yeah. from the entire auditorium. <laughs> just, just hundreds of strangers who are overjoyed. I'm and, sorry, and- I am looking at Berkeley's theater program and I may have may have gotten a little too heated they actually have a pretty good theater program (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry to everyone that goes to berkeley um i'm sorry that's all i have to say about it (laughs) you've angered the disney channel discourse i really think i have (laughs) i feel bad i'm so sorry i just i think i was more like um trying to hone in that i didn't think they had like musical theater Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, Troy does just say, I've chosen theater. He doesn't say musical theater, so maybe he's just going to do, like, Shakespeare and stuff. Anyway, so when... Which so that when, would when be Troy... another turn, but... Yeah, imagine. Um, there's so many potential spinoffs. Uh, Troy Bolton doing Shakespeare. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I have a question. I have a follow-up question. Have we yes? ever seen Troy play anything other than, like, a, an original role that was based off of Troy? No. Has he ever, uh, like, really sunk his teeth into, like, a meaty acting role? No. Well, we didn't see it happen, but in the first movie, that, that musical they auditioned for that we never actually saw, uh, the character he was playing is named Arnold. Remember Arnold and Minnie were the names of the main leads in Twinkletown. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Uh, but we never actually saw that on the screen, which a lot of people make fun of High School Musical for, that we never see the High School Musical. We just kind of hear about it. So <laughs> he did that. And then he also might have been in the fall musical of senior year, the winter musical of senior year that we just never saw and never heard about because they just skip over that part of the canon. So he could have been in like four plays by now. That is true. But also basketball season. Like they have, they have shows, they have shows and (laughs) games at like the same time. Maybe. I don't know. Not a a Sharpay doesn't sabotage. Then they can schedule properly. You know, it sounds like he maybe has the time management skills to pull to impress Berkeley. Maybe he was able to fit all of these extracurriculars in. Maybe he was a very viable candidate after all. Probably. I think he probably was. Maybe. Yeah. So when Troy announces that he's going to Berkeley and not U of A, I think we're supposed to believe that Chad is so distraught that he runs off the stage and into the gym to start shooting some basketballs around in, you know, a, a fit <laughs> of anger. And so Troy runs after him. <laughs> Troy runs after him and they kind of like, you know, are like, oh, still bros or something. And they play a little bit of basketball. It was like a game on hoops. Oh, so endearing, right? And then Coach also, Bolton comes Universal language. You can't just do that, Chad. You're in a show. <laughs> Is this really part of the show? Yeah, I really can't part. tell. <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Uh, but that's probably like what Chad does anytime he has any sort of difficult experience in his life. He's like, must basketball, must go to gym, must shoot. <laughs> it's the universal language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like in, uh, in Phineas and Ferb. In, in Phineas and Ferb, where, when, when they're like, uh, Baljeet, what do you do when you're when you're sad? He's like, math. How about happy? Math. Angry. Math. <laughs> and it's like, so anything you do just makes you want to do math? And he's like, I just do a lot of math. The emotions come and go. I think that's Chad with basketball. That's so profound. If you cut Chad's head open, it would just be like tiny little basketballs falling out. <laughs> that sounds like a medical issue. <laughs> Get addressed. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. That's very, very graphic. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares about that. <laughs> all right. So anyway, Coach Bolton comes in, sees them goofing around. It's like, get back out on stage. And then all of a sudden, it's not the show the day anymore. The show. Yeah, I know. So now it's not the show anymore, and now it's actual graduation day immediately. And they're outdoors, and Troy is the valedictorian. So I guess his <laughs> grades are better than the girl who got into Yale with honors, Taylor McCassie. Yeah! <laughs> that he's the valedictorian. I wrote, I wrote, okay, I'll, I'll, you can give your thoughts on this first. Was it, was he, did... Did they actually say that he was valedictorian, or was he just, like, chosen speaker? Or was he, like, actually the valedictorian, and I missed it? They didn't say the, the word valedictorian, but he's making a speech at the end of the ceremony, which is typically what a valedictorian does. He might have just been, I mean, granted if this was, like, an all-day thing, he might have just been, like, the class-elected yeah, speaker. Yeah, In that. addition to the valedictorian. Possibly. There might have been time for both. I also I have guess. a hard time believing he was probably the valedictorian. <laughs> I think, I feel like they said somewhere that Taylor was the valedictorian, but, but we had that our, at our high school where like the valedictorian spoke and then like a class speaker spoke or mm. something. Okay. We just, oh man, I don't know if I should say, or I'll say, it. I won't say any names, but at the high school I went to, they always just, the valedictorian was automatically whichever student had the highest average. And one of my really close friends was really close to, was like the second, only off by a couple of points. So he didn't get to be valedictorian. But anyway, uh, the person who was valedictorian in our grade uh, did such an underwhelming job 
that the next year after they decided to like restructure the rules so that it wasn't automatically just the highest grades. And I, th- oh, I think that's no. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have to like um like approve the speech or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just weren't such a great public speaker. It's like, you know, just oh, not no. their strong suit. <laughs> no, baby, no. It's all right. It's all right. Anyway, um, actually, <laughs> I, I wrote a, not about, I'm switching gears kind of back to, to Troy and Taylor here. I wrote a story for my CJEPS literary magazine uh, a couple months ago called Taylor McKessie and Isabella Garcia Shapiro Meet Mary Poppins. And basically... Uh, and basically it's I think I might have talked about it a little bit on here before but basically it's like Mary Poppins and Taylor McKessie go meet Isabella in Danville and they kind of have like a conference and Taylor's talking about how overwhelmed she is with everything like you know prom and grad and all these things and also being valedictorian then Isabella and Mary Poppins are trying to convince her to be like alright if you're too stressed let Troy do the speech instead of you and Taylor's like no 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 he can't do the speech I'm not letting him do the speech and that's the that was the idea behind that so if you are willing to, I'm extremely interested in reading that. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll put it in the uh, the description of the episode too, so anyone, can, everyone yeah. can read it. Yeah, yeah. Then um, that's the end, pretty much. Uh, there's actually so while while Troy's making this this speech, and he's like, "Oh, East High, we break the status quo, and a, a basketball player can bake or something like that." And it, and like camera shows to Zeke, right? I don't know. Have you guys seen the blooper for this movie where Ryan is sitting next to Zeke, and as soon as the camera goes to Zeke, Lucas Grabeel like starts making out with Chris Warren Jr. No, I, I have seen not seen this. Yeah, it's because because everyone knew Ryan was gay, even though they didn't say it. And so Lucas Grabeel, I don't know if Chris Warren knew yeah. it was about to happen, but immediately like Ryan and Zeke just start making out right there, in in the blooper. Good. It's pretty funny. Um. No, that's that's an extremely good blooper. Uh, I'm surprised Disney let that get out. Yeah, I'm sure Kenny Ortega was like, all right, if we can't put anything in the actual movie, like nothing at all, if you're forcing him to go to prom with Kelsey, can we just have this on like the bonus scenes, please? Yeah. Um, I I did think it was hilarious that Troy did say in his speech, like, this is this school encouraged us to break the status quo. Now I was like, I think I recall a certain number in high school yeah. musical one uh, of that actually suggests the exact opposite, opposite. yeah uh, i'm not mistaken to that this school is quo. where i made everyone not no longer stick to the status quo and the, even though they told me to i overcame all of you and did, did the right thing so congratulations to me that's what he should have said all right and then um okay and here's another thing that bugs me is okay so coach bolton is obviously a terrible father right but at the end of every movie yeah but at the end yeah, of every yeah. movie, specifically number one and number three, they try to redeem him. In musical one, it's this one scene where he's like, I just want to see you have fun playing basketball. And it's like, okay, all better. And musical three, it's like, it's even less than that. It's like a hug. And then he puts on the Berkeley hat. Like, wow, you did the bare minimum by not disowning your son for choosing to not go to <laughs> for going University to a of very Albuquerque. Good school. That's not even a real school, University of Albuquerque. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I do think that, yeah, actually one of the flaws of the High School Musical franchise, I didn't realize it with uh, Troy's dad, but it does happen with Sharpay, where every single movie she starts as the villain, by the end she's their friend, and then in the next movie it's reset and she's the villain again, and then she's the friend, and then it resets. 
She's never really the friend. She's just kind of on, I mean, on better terms, on at better least. Terms, I mean, yeah. If we look at musical in, in musical two, though, I really think it's more of like Sharpay just pretending to be nice to them so they don't guillotine her. I, that's kind of how I interpret that. <laughs> yeah, that's re- that's real. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, so then they all form the Wildcat logo in their red and white gowns. And then they sing the the finale number, which is called High School Musical, which I think it might be like the most underrated song in the movies. I love I it, it so much. It's amazing. It it's catchy perfect. as hell. They got the classic like roller coaster choreography that they did, at least in musical two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I, I love that shit. That and they is... have and they have Sharpay and Ryan do a, a jazz square also, like right before that second chorus. Yeah. Uh-huh, which I didn't notice till pretty recently. I love because um like they could have probably i don't actually remember that well but i assume lots of people most of the people in the movie theater at the time were like sobbing at this point right yeah probably and they have this song that's like this was like i'm sure some people might not like this because it's like oh so sad like it's all over but like they they did it like about as happy as they could without making it insincere you know yeah it does really capture what it feels like to graduate high school at that time you know because at that point in your life it's probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to you and you're Mm. feeling a lot of ways i think it captures that beautifully yeah it's great it's great and i specifically love like i think in the last chorus um they have like while they're while everyone's dancing you know high school musical doing the choreography right and there's this like bird's eye over overhead shot where you see like everyone and they look pretty small they're all dancing there and it stays fixed on that angle for like 12 seconds and i think it's really clever yeah um does it end with like the creepy close-ups where the music is playing but we're just like Uh looking at each of the six like like smiling yeah uh which is a choice it does do that you are correct that's what it does it's the, (laughs) the six of them I don't call them the main six because Kelsey is part of the main six if there is a main six uh, and she's not there. But the six of them, they walk up and like a curtain falls behind them and the original High School Musical logo from the first movie like drops down behind them. And the six of them all get like super close ups on their face and people are like, oh, whoa, it's like, oh, so the whole time it was just like a stage musical. Wow, it's crazy. It's not. It's not. It's just a. a it's not. It's not. Uh, and then what they I would love to have. Last pose. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I I wish they did here so badly was you know at the end of every day in musical two how everyone's like taking their bows and Troy and Gabriella are in the middle and then Kelsey runs up behind them and like sneaks in between them. I wish Kelsey had done something like that here too, like appeared in the middle between Troy and Gabriella. Especially because she she's there. the one that theoretically wrote this song, right? <laughs> Uh, well, not this Who song. Who cares? Who cares about her? Okay. Everyone cares about Kel. How dare! How dare! I'm kidding. <laughs> God. Yeah. So yeah. So that's. I the guess end. she didn't. I guess this is not part of the actual. Yeah, yeah she didn't write this. Musical. This is a non-diegetic song, so it's just you know Kelsey didn't write it. Um. So uh, last thing I want to talk about in terms of the movie, uh, the end credit song just getting started. Do you? know where that came from i don't know do, do you know the song like do you, do you recognize do you remember it remember that sort it's of, all yeah. good all right right you know what i'm talking about yeah I it's know good right about. yeah it is good okay Why? thanks for answering that question <laughs> yeah correctly. no i enjoyed <laughs> it yes 
Okay, so basically what happened in 2008, there was this ABC show that I actually remember watching with like my family because we were you know High School Musical fans called High School Musical Get in the Picture. And basically what happened is they brought in a bunch of like teenage uh, aspiring actors, musicians, like these performers, and they had this like dance or sing competition, whatever, and like this kind of like training camp sort of, and like the winner was going to get to sing this song in the end credits of High School Musical. And so the guy who won, his name is Stan Carazosa, and he's the one who's singing. And you'll see if you watch the credits, like the other people doing some background dancing were the other contestants in the show. And I remembered watching this. I didn't remember loving it, but I went on the Wikipedia page for it a couple days ago to see if I could like jog my memory on anything. And here's what it says. Uh, the first sentence of ratings. While the franchise may have had a built-in audience, the Nielsen ratings were surprisingly low and the show was considered a major disappointment. So I, I thought that was a kind of funny oh. word. <laughs> Uh, but like Zac that Efron does... showed up in one episode and, and everyone's like, it's Zac Efron. He was like, oh, good luck to everyone. Bye. <laughs> I do remember when I watched this like an hour ago, I had the credits running while I was like doing something else. And I looked over for a second and I did see like people that I did not recognize in the gym, in the gym, in uh, the Wildcats outfit, uniform, like dancing. And I remember mm -hmm. being like, I don't know who that is, but they're doing a good job. Is that, that, is that part of that? That was the uh, yeah. So Stan, okay. Stan Carazosa was the winner. The guy in front. Uh, the names of everyone else. Uh, I'll just read the first names: Tierney, Isaiah, Christina, James, TJ, Shayna, Bailey. I actually remember Bailey, which is weird. I don't know why. Anyway, Ether, Anthony, Christy, Brianna. Uh, that's it. That's everyone. I weirdly remember this also. I don't. I, don't, know if I but... watched it, but <laughs> I remember some part of it. I think it should definitely be on Disney Plus, but it isn't. They should put this on. Boycott. <laughs> High School Musical, get in the picture. High School Musical, High School Musical, get in the picture, or I walk. <laughs> I walk from Disney. Or, or I cancel I'm my subscription. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be like, uh huh. Okay. The the byline be on like the, the front page for the show is like, the movies and music you love are now this summer's hottest reality show. And then, and then, like, scroll down the article. It's like, it was considered a major disappointment for this summer 2008. <laughs> oh, I love Wikipedia writers. <laughs> yeah, I love Wikipedia in general. I, I played this game with my friends sometimes where we pick two Wikipedia pages, a start page and an end page, and whoever can just, like, click on the links in the page, like, fastest to get from the start to the end is the winner. It's a lot of fun. I'm really bad at it, though. Have you ever played the game where you try and change Wikipedia pages? You mean just no, editing Wikipedia that... pages? Yeah. <laughs> and and the game is I and the game is um if you edit a Wikipedia page, how long your edit will stay on Wikipedia. Hmm. That sounds like a fun game. That sounds like something that invalidates the credibility of Wikipedia, so I oppose it, but you have fun with that if you want. <laughs> I did it in college. We used to do it okay, in college, especially fine. When I went to musical theater school, we would uh, go to the composer's Wikipedia pages and change things about them. That is the most, like, drunk 19-year-old thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. That's the most, like, drunk theater kid thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Johnny Martin has stinky armpits. Publish. <laughs> Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> no, we literally, like, we would put, um, we would be like, 
Maury Yeston was blah, blah, blah. And he had a fabulous, like, we would be like, and he had a presentation done by him in college by Laura. Oh, that's super lame. (laughs) (laughs) That's way... You're theater people. You could be more creative We did other things, but that's all I remember. (laughs) Tell Laura that she can be better. So I know on TBTV, when you finish an episode, you you nominate a teen, a tweenage dirtbag, and who who was the the worst or least likable. Uh, I was thinking that'd be fun to do, but then I realized there probably wouldn't be that much discussion since I think it goes to Sharpay. Even if we're looking at all three movies together, Sharpay pretty decisively with an honorable mention to Coach Bolton. <laughs> I would like. I agree. To- I'd like to nominate the stage manager as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I'd like to nominate the scouts at Juilliard. <laughs> Like, the stage manager, if anything, just for negligence, which isn't necessarily dirtbag behavior, but it is wildly irresponsible. I agree with Um, Alana. I hear what you're saying about the scouts, too. The scouts who appear to not be that great at their job, who appear to not have needed any time to, like, deliberate amongst themselves at all. Um, But other than that, I fully agree with you. I think Sharpay is the winner for sure. Yeah. I think she could also go to it could also potentially go to Sharpay's dad for being rich. Yeah, I'm always down for that. I'm always willing to award it to like the institution of oppression, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's why we keep on on our on our show with Avatar, we just keep awarding it to the Fire Nation as an institution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually never watched Avatar the Last Airbender, but I listen I listen anyway, normally while I do other stuff. Yeah, I've never seen the show. That's so. fair. It's yeah, a very well, good we show. really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so I actually have, like, I know on your podcast, you usually, like, sometimes say, like, how are you doing? And you do that at the beginning. I actually have some other fun little topics of discussion that I reserve for the end. Uh, one of them, I thought, I thought you would both be interested to find out that yesterday, for the first time, I played Among Us. For the first yeah. time ever. Play Among Us with us. Play Among Us with us. Here's, yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. So it was actually an MWCA, which is the the Phineas and Ferb parody musical I'm in. Some of my my castmates are playing Among Us. And they're like, anyone come join? So I was like, fine, okay. I've been I've been holding this off. I guess I'll try. I'll download it. So I played. I had no idea what I was doing. I was running around aimlessly for pretty much the whole time. Uh, and in my second game, I was the imposter or one of the imposters, and I was like, oh, this is going to be Good. a disaster, isn't it? And I actually managed to hold off until the end and win just by lying yeah, and actually, actually i I imagine that like a lot of times in this game especially if you're playing with people you know there'll be like one person who takes charge and does most of the talking right and the yeah. person who took charge uh um uh, my new friend lily Godow was like uh okay uh i'll be nothing against you alex but like you're obviously too baby to this game to actually kill any of us so it's definitely not you and then everyone believed her so i won hey oh amazing that's my story um it yeah. is are you playing it on your phone or on the computer? Yeah, on my phone, on my phone. It's really hard to play on. It's really hard to control your little dude with, like, the, on the, it's easier if you're willing to, like, download Steam and get it on PC. It's easier to play that way, just as a, this is a pro tip. It's really hard to control on the phone. It's really the hard. The thing is, though, I since gonna... I was so successful in my, my first game, I'm thinking maybe retiring and never playing again. I do get that. Also, the algorithm, at least for me, has been a little funky lately, where I can play 20 games in a row and never be the imposter. Um, So I often have to treasure the times that I am, because it 
it'll be like a full week before it ever happens to me. Yeah, yeah so you might want to just like cut your losses. You might never be the imposter ever again. I did too well the first time. They're like, can't have that again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Going too close to the sun. The other thing, one of the other things I wanted to mention, uh, I imagine you two are at least familiar with the Princess Switch and then the new sequel that's out on Netflix. I love the Princess Switch. Oh, actually? Okay. I have. I haven't seen the second one. I've been, like, saving it for a rainy day. I'm saving it for my, like, Christmas Eve, like, gift to myself. I've been holding on to it. Um, but I unironically love the first Princess Switch. Okay, because I've actually never watched either movie from start to end. I've only watched a bunch of, like, YouTube reaction videos to the movies. So I feel like I have a pretty good gauge on what goes on in them. And obviously it pertains to High School Musical because of Vanessa Hudgens. I had a great idea yes. for if they wanted to make a third movie. Because, of course, in the first movie, there are two Vanessa Hudgens. and the second one, now there are three. In the third one, they should all go to Albuquerque and meet Gabriela Montez, who's, I don't know, <laughs> Look, married I to Troy or something. I am here for that. Um, that sort of ties into, um, I have a friend who runs a Hannah Montana podcast. Mm -hmm. She does pumping up the podcast and, uh, something that she's been really getting into on that show as she reaches like the end of season one is that there are, at least in the, in the Hannah Montana universe in the HMU, there does seem to be a pretty solid presence of doppelgangers. Because they are sort of yes. blurring the line between, like, this seems to be a world where Robbie Ray Cyrus and also Billy Ray Cyrus exist. Mm -hmm. um, which calls into question, like, is there a Miley Stewart and also a Miley Cyrus? And we do know that there's an Aunt Dolly. And Dolly Parton is also Miley Cyrus's godmother. And it's unclear. And they all seem to know about each other. And they also mentioned Haley Joel Osment at one point in a later season, who's, of course, Emily's brother. Yes, um, I actually just watched the episode with her the other day where uh, Miley's cousin Luann comes and is just played by Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole plot thread where even though they are not identical twins, everyone just is okay with the fact that they look identical and they are impossible to tell apart if they're dressed the same. Yeah. Um, so if we're going with Disney Channel logic, it might just be that like it is fine that there are four of us that all look <laughs> identical in the same room and no one bats an eye. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I don't know how long we have until you have to go, but uh, so basically, so the, the Disney Channel universe, Hannah Montana, uh, crossovered with Wizards, with Zack and Cody universe, That's a Raven, Cory in the House, uh, Jesse crossed over with Zack and Cody at one point, uh, and Jesse crossed over with Austin Alley, Good Luck Charlie, Ch Shake It Up, I Didn't Do It, all these shows are in the same universe, so like a big chunk Did you of- you say that Jesse crosses over with Sweet Life? Yeah, the, Mr. Mosby made a cameo for like- for like a minute because okay, i was Jesse like episode. how are they gonna explain that with uh debbie ryan being a key player in both yeah i know actually what happened is like in that episode mr mosby like picks up a phone and is like cody i swear she looks exactly like bailey and it's like ha 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 so funny but good. anyway okay uh -huh. so jesse good luck charlie austin and Allie, all these shows crossed over so a big chunk of live action disney from 2005 to 2015 or so are in the same universe. So there are a bunch of repeat actors, including like three different Selena Gomez's, uh, a couple different Debbie Ryan's, uh, Moises Arias, uh, it plays Max's conscious and re conscience and Rico. But, uh, yeah. but here's Bridget the, okay, Mendler. So Bridget Mendler. Bridget yeah. Mendler. Yeah. 
There are a bunch. There are a bunch. And the thing, though, Girl Meets World is part of that across because it crossed over with Austin and Ali at some point. And Girl Meets World, of course, was the spinoff of Boy Boy Meets World, which had crossed over with which with a bunch of other shows in its time. So those also take place in the same universe. Okay, wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. So basically, I, <laughs> this was like a month or a couple months ago. I went down this rabbit hole of like movies that take place in the same universe, and I found this thing called the Tommy Westfall Cinematic Universe. So um, the name was escaping me now. There was a show in the 80s called, uh, I don't remember. It took place at a hospital, and I can't remember the name. It was a really simple name. But anyway, all right, let me look it up. But basically, Scrubs. the idea, it ran, hmm? Scrubs. No, it wasn't Scrubs. Uh, but but the show was on for like five seasons or six seasons, and everyone loved it. And it was super popular. Saint Elsewhere, that's what the show was, Saint Elsewhere. And apparently in the last episode of the last season, uh, it's revealed that the entire show took place inside the mind of an autistic boy named Tommy Westfall. And that show had crossed over with other shows, which had crossed over with other shows, which involved Boy Meets World and then the entire Disney Channel universe. So you could make the argument that canonically, like, 400 shows all take place inside of Tommy Westfall's imagination. <laughs> but the thing but the thing that, that made me kind of go, hmm, that may not work, is because we also have Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing himself in Hannah Montana, just as an example. So it's like, well, then does that, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in that universe and our universe, does that mean we're in the Hannah Montana universe? Which we obviously aren't. So, like, it's probably, like, you know. To our understanding. uh, As far as we know. We're not in the Hannah Montana universe. So it's like, there are probably just, like, (laughs) multiple canons. And then when you start going to that, we're like, well, any episode from any show could just be an alternate canon to the episode that comes right after. And it's just total chaos and nonsense, but. But alas. That is exactly the kind of conspiracy theory that I am into. <laughs> yeah, I was into it. For That's like, exactly my interests. For like two days straight, I was like doing research and typing stuff out. <laughs> like like that meme, you know, that, the meme with like the guy and like all the strings on the wall. I that was, was me. I was just going to say with like the crazy eyes from like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that that's where it was from. But, but yeah, I actually, I just. Yeah, Charlie Day. Show. That's who it is. He's mm-hmm. like all crazy with like the red string. Yeah. And I am a fan of pumping up the podcast also. Actually, I'm, a couple of weeks ago, I messaged Elise, like, I'll come on. And she was like, I've, I've planned a guest a long time in advance, but I'll keep you in mind for later down the line. So She does. Yeah. I will let her know that I know you. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I, I did say, like, I was on TV, TV, just like, you know, wink, nudge, nudge, but, but whatever. Cool. Um, I'll, I'll check in with her. Um, she has, like, a regular rotation of, like, uh-huh, close yeah. friends of hers that she's been using as she's just sort of getting her footing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll... I'll I'll put in a good word for you. We're Thank trying you. to get her on our podcast too. She's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. Wink, yeah. wink. Um, so you have both just started That's So Raven on TVTV. I was honestly like, I, I was strongly considering doing That's So Raven also right after, but like now I can't since you're both doing it, but it's all right. Well, we should get you on. Yeah. I think that you totally can. Yeah, um, I agree. I think yeah. that there's no reason just why to be just Just exist. being like sure. four weeks behind you, but like... Um, if you're interested, we will totally get you on if you have like a That's So Raven itch to scratch. I actually I'm don't. I've, I've barely happen. watched any That's So Raven because it was like, I was like a year old when it started. So like I've barely seen any of it. But from the little I have seen, I can tell it does seem like a lot better than most Disney Channel shows. It's so Definitely. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, In all honesty, uh, we were really starting to lose listeners on Wizards of Waverly Place. I think people were getting bored of it. Um, so we did make that switch and... Mm-hmm. That's the end of my thought. Cause it's a long. That was like the <laughs> longest running Disney Channel show ever. Wizards. It was like a uh, hundred episodes, or 
yeah, there's a lot of content. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot. And like with that, like it seems with Wizards and Hannah Montana, like they don't really care about continuity or like the laws of the universe or anything like that, which kind of like no. <laughs> it can lose people. All right. So I think we're pretty much out of time. Thank you both very much for coming on to Disney Channel Discourse, closing out my long high school musical journey. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, so I guess you can both plug your podcast and your socials, even though we've kind of talked about it throughout, but go on ahead. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. We always thank have fun you. hanging out with you. Yeah. Thank you. You can find us over at TBTV Throwback Television. You can find it wherever you listen to your preferred podcast platform. We just, sorry, Kimberly, I'm just jumping in and taking it. Oh, that's um, uh, much like what Alex does, we have a lot of similar interests. We take your favorite early 2000s tween sitcoms, like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, those sort of that sort of vein. We watch them back as grown-ass adults, and we see how they hold up. In terms of personal stuff, I'm extremely existent on the internet. Um, you can find me uh, pretty much across the board at Alana Fine Woman, like fine man, but I'm a lady. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch is now a thing I do too. So come hang out. Uh, did you did you say our socials for TBTV? Sure didn't. All right. So <laughs> on our socials for uh, TB, T, TBTV Throwback Television. I forgot the name of our own podcast. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at TBTV underscore podcast. All my socials have vastly different names. Uh, so we'll go with... Uh, at Kimberly Jane 17 on Instagram, at Kimberly Marin on Twitter, and at Kimmy underscore Jane on TikTok. Sure. Question mark? Uh, yeah, I think that's my TikTok name. Sometimes I post, and maybe one day I'll be a TikTok star. Who knows? And uh, yeah, so nothing has changed for me. Well, you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Disney Channel Discourse. You can send a DM there if you have anything to say. And you can also read. Taylor McKessie and Isabella Garcia Shapiro meet Mary Poppins in the description of this podcast. And you can also follow MWCA.musical on TikTok because now that I'm in that, I'm going to start plugging that as well. So I will yeah, I'm so excited to watch you. that. Yeah, I'm so I'm, ready. We'll host so the streaming party. I'm ready. Yeah. So, so, so that's it for this week. I'll return next week. Not sure with what yet, but because we're, I'm recording this so far in advance, I, I have a while to figure it out. Happy 2021. Thank you.